0: September twelfth, 2022, we're in Masechet, Sanhedrin, and Afkof Vav, Amud of 12 lines from the top. It's the third lo- word on the line. The Gemara continues to be Doresh Pesukim with regards to Bil'am. Of course, Bil'am was initially mentioned because he was one of those hediotot, one of those non-kings who uh, don't have a portion in the world to come, the Mishnah said. So while we're at it, we talk about Bil'am and we explain and highlight many of the things that he did and said. It says the Gemara... The pasuk describes, Vayar et ha-keni. He saw the keni. In just a moment or two, the Gemara will make clear that the keni is a reference to Yitro. Uh, why is it a reference to Yitro? That's his nation, that's his nationality. And we'll have a pasuk in, in, in Sefer Shofetim, which will directly relate Yitro, hoten Moshe, to keni. So it means that Bil'am is looking at Yitro. What happened in the eyes of the rabbis in this moment? And the pasuk continues that Bil'am begins to speak. Amar lo Bil'am li Yitro. The hachamim envision it as follows. Bil'am says to Yitro, of course the father-in-law of Moshe, Keni, lo hayita imanu beota esa. Uh, The Kenite, uh, in other words, uh, Yitro. Weren't you together with us? Bil'am is referring to himself and we'll see in a moment Iyov. In that etzah, the Gemara over here, the Gemara more famously, the beginning of Massey Chetzotah Daf Yod Aleph, has, and we'll see it in a moment, three individuals as the advisors to parot. It's a famous Gemara, Sheloshah היו etzah. Hara'o is determining what to do with the Am Yisrael who's ram ve'atsumi menu, have an it hakemalo, we're nervous, they're going to become so great, they're multitudes, and the decision is to throw each one of the children, each one of the sons, into the Nile. Who was a part of that decision? Yov, Bil'am, and Yitro. So the Gemara says that Yitro, together with their midrash that they're envisioning now, injecting it into this context, Bil'am turns to Yitro and says, one second, how are you any different than me? Weren't you a part of that Aitzah? You may have not had the same advice as me, but how did you come to this state? Miho esil olam. How is it that you, who placed you who had you sitting by the strong ones of the world. Rashi, based on the Gemara in the next few lines, describes etane onam, the strong ones of the world as a reference to Sanhedrin. How is it that you, your descendants are going to be those who sit on the Sanhedrin? Again, it's going to be a pasuk in Sefer Shofetim, a pasuk elsewhere which, is going, which are going to suggest to us that Yitro's descendants were a part of, if not the basis of, the Sanhedrin of Am Yisrael. So Bil'am in his prophetic state of being, turns to Yitro and he says, wait a second, you? You were no different than me just a bit ago. And I look at what I see for you in the future. Already, I almost envision it in the present, I see you as an individual hanging out with this Moshe. I'm going to add to it, even though the Gemara doesn't say, you're the one who gave the advice on how to set up a court system. You? Seriously? How'd you get here? I mean, you know, envision it as people who were... I don't know, in the low states of life together. They were doing the low life things. Maybe they were in jail together. And years later, one of them rose to greatness in terms of righteousness, in terms of straightness. He's a judge. And the other person might be successful, but he's still part of the old way of life. That's Bil'am. He's still cursing out people. He turns to Yitra and he says... Uh, you uh, Weren't we together just a bit ago? I know it was some time ago, but it wasn't so long ago. How did this happen? amar filling in the gaps with regards to what's he referring to? We were together in that ayta and that advice to paro. Amar b'simai, that's the statement that we have. Shiloshah hayu the rabbis envision three people as being the advisors to Parah at the time that he decides to throw the, uh, the, uh, the born sons of Am Yisrael into the river Eluhin, who were they? Bil'am, that's our Bil'am, Eov. Well, we know the book of Eov. He's an individual who's tortured and suffers over the course of his life. He's envisioned as being a second of those advisors. Yitro, and lastly, Yitro says the Gemara, or says the statement of these hachamim. Let's explain to you what the aftermath of each was based on midah, keneged midah, what they did in that moment of advice. Again, the circumstance of the Gemara is Bil'am is seeing Yitro. The vision of the Hachamim as he's talking to Yitro and saying, how'd you get here? Weren't we together in that evil time during which we were advising Parol? Says the Gemara, that's the statement. We know this statement. We know this vision of them being together at the time of that advice. Bil'am it was Bil'am's advice then, as it would be now, that would bring to the demise of Am Yisrael to a certain extent. What was his Midah Kineget Midah that the way that God... Uh, paid him back for his doing. He advised Paro throw the sons into the river. Neherag, ultimately speaking, he dies. He advised to kill. He gets killed. Eov, Eov, Sheshatak. Eov, we know throughout the book of Eov, he's quiet. He accepts the pain uh, as, as the will of God. Nidon bi his retribution, the payback from God, is that he lived a life of suffering. barach, and Yitro, who ran away, Zakhu banav His descendants, his grandchildren, were sitting in lishkata gazit, which, of course, is the gathering place of the Sanhedrin. Sheneemar, as the pasuk says, in Divrei Hayamim u'mishpahot sofrim Yosheve Yabet tiratim shimatim shuchatim hemma hakinim. The pasuk talks about mishpachot soferim. The soferim are those who are the judges, the scribes, because they're determining law. Who were they? Mentions the different families. They were descendants of Kenim. Kenim are uktiv Keni. Hoten Moshe alum And the pasuk in Sefer says hoten Moshe. The descendants of Kenim were, and Keni is a reference to the father-in-law of Moshe. There's a well-known derasha over here, it's quoted from uh, Rav Brisk. that's uh, Velvus Salvechik and Rabbi Chaim Shmulevitz in his Sihot Musa mentions this as well. The question is with regards to the the payback to Iov. Iov who was quiet has tortured, Bil'am who gives advice to kill gets killed. It's not easy to say, but we can understand the concept of a life in which it's cut short, but there's no suffering, being to a certain extent a blessing in disguise compared to a person who lives a life of torture and suffering throughout. Uh, unfortunately, people know that at the end of parents or siblings or relatives' lives, at a point where they're tortured and suffering, to the extent that people are almost praying to Akadosh Baruch, who just end the torture and suffering. So how is it then, Eof, who's the one who's quiet, Seems to have the worst payment. His punishment is worse than that of Bil'am, whose life is, is lost. The Gemara, as a matter of fact, in Masihit Ketubot and elsewhere, mentions how Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, just in order to portray this to you, had they been tortured, not just thrown into a furnace of fire, they would have succumbed to the Avodazara of the time, to bowing to the Salem, which means to say, taking one's life, the threat of death is sometimes easier than torture and pain and suffering. So Iov, the one who's quiet, he got the worst payment than Bil'am, the one who advised to kill. The suggestion goes as follows. Envision, unfortunately, a time of pain and suffering. People have this tendency, it's natural, it's innate. We scream, we cry out. What do we uh, accomplish by screaming and crying out, by just yelling and crying and all that sort of stuff? It's a human reaction to the circumstance, but it doesn't help all that much. It's not actually making you better. It's not helping the pain. It's not bringing forth some sort of healing, but it's just what you do because you feel the pain. The suggestion in turn is that Iyov who couldn't even call out, who couldn't cry out. He knew in the moment, as did Yitro, anything we say isn't going to be effective. Paro has a plan. He's going to handle these people one way or another. Bilam has a great plan with regards to the evil he's going to do to the people by killing them. So Yitro says, I'm out of here. There's nothing I can say or do that's going to make things better. Iov, instead of either running away or just opening his mouth and saying something, even though it wouldn't tell, but he doesn't say anything, That's what he's paid back for. So you'll now feel the pain, the torture, the suffering, and be crying out, and you'll be able to learn the lesson that even when it's not effective, even when in your mind, in your soul, you're aware, "Ah, anything I say or do won't help but did you actually feel it? If you actually felt it, you wouldn't be able to hold back. No, but let's think rationally. I'm not gonna help that person anyway. It's not worth saying anything. You have to say something anyway if you truly feel their pain. The explanation in turn is that the Yisurin is a direct middah keneged middah to Yiov. It's not per se that Eov needed a more difficult punishment. It's that he needed to feel and experience what calling out and saying words and screaming and crying is like when you actually feel it, you didn't feel it. Yitro, who felt it, realized he had to move away. You, who were complacent and able to keep quiet, need don't be yisurim. Yitro realized I can't do anything. So I need to, at the very least, remove myself from the circumstance. Iov, says, I can't do anything, may as well just, you know, I'll just, I'll just be here. And i just be a part of it. If you're a part of it, if you're there and you're watching it, you have to open your mouth. If you ran away because you said you couldn't do anything, that's ah, one, one effect. Maybe you'll make something, build something outside. Ultimately speaking, Yitro accepts Moshe outside and it has a way of affecting Something, Iyov, you're able to just be present. It shows that you're missing a certain emotion, a certain connectedness to other people. And it shows that you're not able to empathize or sympathize with others. That was the shetika of Iyov, which means, by the way, that his action was worse in that respect than Yitro. Okay, says so obviously than Yitro. It says the Gemara, or vayisa The pasuk describes the words of Bilaam uh, thereafter. Oy, miyehi misumo el, who will, be, uh, who will stay alive, woe is to he who will stay alive, in other words, no one will stay alive, misumo sumo sounds like from the placement of keil, is like Baruch Hu. What's this reference to? Of course, this is the prophecy, this is the nivua of Bil'am, but it's hard to break down exactly what he's saying. Amar Bishimon ben Levi, oi atzmo bishem keil. Woe is to a person who keeps himself alive with the name of God. What's that a reference to? Rashi has two interpretations. Either Rashi writes in his first interpretation, What does it mean that it's a person who leaves himself alive, is a person who quote unquote places the name of God upon themselves like Par'o Rashi, a person who thinks they can live the lavish, carefree lifestyle fulfilling all their desires because they envision themselves as God to a certain extent. Woe is to that person. Alternatively, says Rashi, it's a reference to individuals who, Rashi says, uh, um, it's... Excuse me alternatively it's a reference to the individual says rashi who, who uh, excuse me two, two interpretations first interpretation of rashi i'm sorry it's the people who make themselves like the god and that's that's alternatively says rashi it's the people who make them so fulfill their desires not paying attention to any other person Misumo says rashi is at a time when hakadosh baruchu will place himself in other words, in the future, during the time of Geulah, the people who are enjoying life and not paying attention to the important things, they'll be paid back. What's the difference between the two? It's just a question of Misumo el. Is Misumo el a reference to the person? They place the name of God upon themselves. Or is Misumo el a reference to HaKadosh Baruch payback to the person? Uh, Maharsha alternatively says it's a reference to the people who use the name of God in inappropriate circumstances. The Gemara elsewhere describes Yeshua HaNosriah as doing so. We We've seen individuals throughout who use the name of God in order to weasel their way out of circumstances, that's the people that we're referring to. Amar B'ohanan, alternative, uh, alternative explanation, Oila le'uma she Baruch Hu ose pidyon le'bana'v. Says, says Rabbi Ohanan, it's alternatively a reference to the nation who will be there, present, Misumo el, as akadosh is paying back, and finding his way back to his children. In other words, the nation who's still around during the time of the Geolah, I feel bad for them if they get in the way, it says Rabbi Yochanan, said Bil'am long ago, uh, between God and his nation, that's us. It gives a mashal for that. It says, imagine a... Uh, a a lion and a lioness of of coming to have relations one with the other, and a person has the audacity, the nerve, the courage to place his clothing in between the two of them. person and his garment will be torn to shreds. As a result, the reference in in this circumstance is misumo el, at the time that Akadosh Baruch Hu is coming to convene, to attach himself to his nation. The nation that's going to get in the way of that, oi, I feel bad for them, says... Uh, says Bil'am. Then the Gemara goes on to a cryptic description of cryptic Pesukim. Visim miyad kitim, the pasuk says. Sim, Rashi explains, is a reference to boats, large ones. Kitim, the Gemara will explain. Amarav, libon Aspir. is a reference to a place. So this is Bil'am prophesying something in the future in which there are big boats uh, coming from a place, libon asfir. Um, Tell me about these boats, what's going to happen with them? The pasuk describes something about torturing and others being lost. There's a reference to some occurrence in the future, says the Gemara, until Assyria, until Ashur, uh, this, uh, this, this nation is going to come on these boats from that place, are going to be wiping out and killing everyone in their way. From then onward, from Ashur and onward, they're going to be enslaving others. What's this a reference to? Very difficult. Rashi says Romi, something about the Roman persecution and time period. Not fully clear. Not. I mean, I guess we have to experience it. we have experience in looking back and understanding it but that's what the Gemara has over here. then the Gemara goes on to the Pasuk of Bil'am turning to Balak and saying chalas, I'm done I'm going to my nation I'm returning back to my people, says Bil'am, let me advise you what this nation will do to your nation. That's a strange reference, because immediately after this Bil'am tells Balak, here's what you should do in order to fall on Yisrael, in order to mess them up. But the Pasuk says, here's what the, their nation, Am Yisrael, is going to do to you. It's the opposite of which one it should be. Says the Gemara, uh, again, Pasuk's She'ya Aseha Am hazel Am Mecha, says the Gemara Am Mecha Am The words in the Pasuk should have been flipped. They should have been, that your nation will do to that nation. The suggestion of is it's as follows when a person is truly thinking about themselves and realizing the difficulty and the bad times that are up ahead or in the present, they don't want to talk about it as themselves, so they put it on to another person. Instead of speaking about what's going wrong, which I know, it's not that I'm projecting and denying what's going wrong, but I'd rather not talk about it myself. I say the business is not doing well, my partner's not doing well, I'd rather not envision myself, not, not of the fault, but just the bad things. I'm so too that's what's taking place in this circumstance. Rashi has one of two interpretations. Either Bil'am is saying so to Balak cognitively realizing we're nervous about Yisrael. let's flip it so we don't feel our own kilala alternatively Rashi says it's God flipping it in the Torah Bil'am actually spoke straight he said I'm giving you advice what you should do to them A God in the Torah as he tells Moshe to transcribe it he says flip it over here instead of talking about um, the negative um, that we that they'll do to us have it as the negative that we'll do to them says the Gemara onward um uh, question. Sorry, thank you. So, what was the advice of Bilam? So, we know what his advice was in Egypt. We read it earlier. What's his advice in this circumstance? How's he gonna get Am Yisrael? Well, we know what happens in the Shittim. Here's the Hachamim's full portrayal of it with all the color and all the details. Ama <laughs> shel says you should know the God of these, meaning ha'kadosh baruchu sonez imahu, he hates inappropriate, illicit sexual behavior. Ve'hem avim likle pishtan, and they're interested in clothing made of linen. Perhaps that's what they were used to, says Maharsha from Egypt. Here is my advice to you. I know my, my curses, my attempted curses failed, but here's how you'll take them down. Build tents for your people. On this countryside, on this desert side, next to the nation's encampment, and place harlots inside of these tents put an elderly woman outside but a good looking young lady or woman inside of these tents and they'll be selling linen garments to Am Yisrael Asa Uh, indeed Balak listens and he does it the Gemara describes exactly the distance uh, which seems to be a a, a long spanning distance from one place to the next, he sets up these tents, he's ready to do this, he's putting all his efforts, all his money, all his abilities into this and indeed Balak listens to Bil'am, he places harlots at the tents, it's the older one outside and the younger one inside and as Am Yisrael, keep in mind, they're doing well. They don't even realize the threat of Moab at this time period. Life is good in the desert. They're eating, they're drinking, they're happy and then they go. It's not really our vision of Am Yisrael in the desert. we generally speaking envision it as, uh, I don't know uh, a cacti and uh, hot hot summer days and nights. Alternatively, says the Gemara, they're having a decent time and they're walking through the marketplace in the desert in the wilderness omeret lo ha-zikena, the older woman who's sitting outside of the tent would say to one of the passerbys of the Am Yisrael, Yi aren't you looking for linen clothing Zikena omeret lo the elderly woman on the outside of the tent would say the price the true price the exact price of the garment omeret lo and then the inside the tent she'd call out the younger one would say hey grandma mom get out of the way let's give it to him for cheaper let's give him the lower price also it's already enticing it's not only her good looks it's not only her youthful uh, uh, disposition it's the fact that she's giving the lower price that's getting them in Am Yisrael it happened two, three it happened two, three times and ultimately speaking, once the guy was enticed to the extent that he's been, oh, these women, they're so excited about me. They're giving me the lower prices than their own people, than their own relatives are suggesting. The woman would say to them, you want to know why we're giving you the low price? The young woman would say, buy it. you're like one of us. You're like a part of our household. have take, a Take a seat and choose for yourself. I mean you know this is this is typical uh, seductive behavior this is manipulation at its best Amonim And then that she would have jugs or uh, pitchers of, of wine from the uh, Amonim uh, lying and, and, and placed next to her. Of course, wine will be a part of the seduction. And it still had not been a prohibition that was placed upon the wine of non Jews. Now that's a hard hard line in the Gemara to understand. Harambam and Ramdan Nahmani disagree about how to interpret those words. Harambam and Sefer Mitzvot. I think Tzadi design or something like that. Kolam. A Haram Baum's suggestion is that, uh, that we're dealing over here with. Uh, yeah, 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 there's two types of wine of non Jews that's prohibited. There's one that's from the Torah, everybody agrees to that, both Harambam and Ramban Nahmani. And that's wine which was used by the non Jews to libate to their Avodazara. If it was used as part of the process, procedure of Avodazara, the worship, it's clearly prohibited from the Torah. And then there's the wine that we kind of Deal with today, that's called Stam We're not dealing with Ovde Abu We're dealing with just wine that you buy from. And that's clearly, according to all only Banan, only rabbinically prohibited. What's the Gemara referring to over here? It still had not been prohibited. It says Haram Bam, we still didn't receive from Hakadosh Baruch Hu through Moshe the prohibition on Yayanesir. That's his suggestion. It took time. He quotes this Gemara, he quotes a Pasuk in the very end of the Torah, and Divarim Periklamit Gimal to suggest, to tell us that Ya'i Nesach was only an emergent law to Am Yisrael later in the desert, says Ramban Nachmani, wait a second, don't you know that 613 mitzvot, in klalehem, in partehem, with all the details and laws and principles were given to us at Sinai, what do you mean we got it later? That's the machloket between the two, the way you resolve it for Harambam is dealt with accordingly, but then it means that in our Gemara, whereas Harambam reads it as that's what we're dealing with. Ramban Nachmani says we're dealing with the rabbinic prohibition of Setam Yenam. Either way, you slice it, it's still what's that? What's the difference? It's for our Gemara, nothing. For the larger scheme of life, a lot. The question is, first, in terms of an intellectual capacity, what did they do in the desert? Uh, were they following all the mitzvot? HaRambam says it was developing as they went. Rambam says they had it from the beginning. They were clarifying it. as well. That's already significant. Secondly, with regards to our understanding as a nation of what it means to accept the Torah, so it means there's a for HaRambam, there's a certain life to it. Ramban a little less. It was all given at the Torah. Nothing that was developed afterwards. HaRambam, oh, we discovered and we Learn more over the course of the desert, there's already two different visions with regards to the way you live your life with Torah and Mitzvot. Oh, there's... The of the <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm just telling it to you in the middle, because it comes up from this... I had to tell you that in the middle. Okay, anyway, let, let me just finish this. It says, She says, aren't you interested in drinking the wine? She what happened was he would drink it and then he was interested in her she said listen to me first she took out her avodazara known as her fear from her from from close to her chest she would say to the Jewish guy to the Am Yisrael member worship this he would say to her I can't I'm Jewish what do you care what are we looking for not an actual worship you don't need to bow down to it, just relieve yourself in front of it. After all, that's the way Baal Peor was In other words, just, just go to the bathroom in front of it. And the member of Am Yisrael wouldn't know that that's the true worship of Baal Peor. And then she would continue and say, I'm not allowing you to I'm not giving you rest until you ultimately speaking, go against the Torah of Moshe your master, Shene Emar, as the pasuk says, hema ba'al pe'or v'yinnazeru la'boshet v'yihiu shikutsim ke'ahodham The pasuk describes there in Hosea how they were shikutsim they had because of their love and lust. Uh, this terrible, uh, disgusting trait of uh, turning away from God, which means to say what the Gemara just portrayed for us in full color and absolute detail, was the description of how Bilam set out to fall Am Yisrael. How to have them fail? He has them seduced by women who, in turn, include their avodah zarah, the baal peor, who even at that stage, Am Yisrael are hesitant. But what's the difference to you? But with enough wine, with enough. Uh, sexual promiscuity and luring and alluring st- circumstances and statements, it had Am Yisrael failed in a big way. Baruch alam. Amen v'amen.